Welcome to the Grace Cafe with Dwayne Lynch. Real talk in real times. Real situations with real people. Keeping the perspective on God's grace.
this week's Grace Perspective. Hello, everybody. Good to see you. If you'll open your Bibles to 1 Peter chapter 2. If you didn't bring a Bible with you, pull out your message notes. All of the verses we're going to look at are on, on those notes. About eight years ago, uh, this story happened in, in uh, Georgia. A man with no identification was found beaten, naked, and unconscious behind a Burger King. This is in Georgia. Uh, he eventually regained consciousness, but when they took him to the hospital, he re they realized he had developed total amnesia. And for the past eight years, no one has known who he is. Can you imagine that? Uh, the FBI did fingerprints and DNA testing on him. They couldn't figure out who he was. Dr. Phil did a TV show on him nationally, and nobody claimed him. Dr. Phil actually hired a private investigator to try to find this man's identity. Couldn't discover it. Kathleen, a woman who was his nurse, actually took him into her home and for the last eight years has been trying to gently restore his memory, but to date, nobody knows who he is and he doesn't know who he is. Now imagine if that were you. I mean, just imagine that you'd come to church here at Saddleback on Sunday, you know who you are, you know your family, your friends, you know your past, you know your present, you have plans for the future. Something traumatic in your life happens tomorrow and when you wake up, for the next eight years, you have no identity. No past, no present, no friends, no connections. Your entire identity has been erased. That would be a scary thing, a very scary experience to have no recollection and no identity of who you are. But that is exactly what Satan is trying to do to your true identity. He's trying to erase it. You may not even realize this, but there's a spiritual war going on over your identity. Satan cannot create anything. Only God creates. What's up, family? Welcome back to the Grace Cafe, where we talk about real stuff in real times, real situations with real people, but from the perspective of God's grace. It's great to be back. Thank you for tuning in. And, you know, um, this... This episode is, is, is kind of special to me. And here's why this episode is special to me. It's because um, for the past few months, I've been like, uh, like God and I have been like, you, you know how it is when you, uh, when you see homie from the sandbox and you get to talking and you get into a dialogue and you get to talking about the things that went on you know <clears throat> um, earlier in life and things like that and you just get to you know you get to talking about stuff and that's what you know has been happening for the past few months and you know God had uh, brought to my attention that you know, my growth or my progression has to where I am today has actually taken 21 years. And, you know, um, he also, you know, led me to understand that those 21 years have been broken up 
into uh, uh, sets of seven years of peace and you know um, the next thing I want to say is that church hurt is very very real and lots of times is is virtually unseen you can't really see church hurt you know because it's something like this is it's hidden and the thing about church hurt is that it happens to Christians by Christians and the reason why I'm saying that is that as I was as I was taking my notes for this podcast I understood or I came to an understanding that um, every time I was uh, forced or it looked like I would be forced out of church or that I would walk away from church it was because of something that happened in the church and you know um, and I believe and I think that I'm right when I say that when church hurt happens it happens because the new congregant doesn't know who he is and the person that's in the church they don't know who they are either and that's why these things go on um you know because they, they just don't know who they are because if they actually knew who they were then they wouldn't do things like these they do things like this you understand so um i think i want to start i, I want to start this um podcast off with a question and I'm using this question because you know while I was in uh, it was an old time I had an old time named Trick that pretty much put me under his wing once we and you know once we ended up in a uh, facility together Trick pretty much put me under his wing and Trick was uh, what, what I call as a lifer Right. And, you know, me and him got real cool. And so as the years went on, uh, whenever, whenever Trick was real cool and people really, really respected him. And, I, you know, I picked up on that. But at the same time, when I would, you know, when when there were opportunities for me to get out of my character or do something stupid he, he used to ask me this question and it, he would always catch me off guard with the question and secondly I could never answer the question and the question was who are you so that's the uh, that's the title of this podcast today who are you and the reason why I could never answer that question to Trick was because he, every answer that I gave, Trick would always shoot it down. You know, he would ask, okay, all right, all right, this dude just, just, you know, he gonna get, trying to get me out of my character. 
And so I'm going to have to do something that I really don't want to do. Or I don't want to do this, but I have to do it to keep, keep my respect. And he was like, who are you? You know, and I would give answers like, I'm Dwayne. He would say, I ain't asked you your name. I asked you, who are you? And I would say stuff like, you know, I'm a man. And he would say stuff like, I didn't ask you your gender. Who are you? But the bottom line to him asking me these questions was that they, that question would actually diffuse me and, you know, calm me down because he was asking me something or he was telling me that the person that I'm getting ready to be or the thing that I'm getting ready to do, that's not me. That wasn't me. And so, you know, I want to use that as a, you know, as a springboard to launch this podcast off today because if we look at it, if we look at it, we go through life and we try to make people think we're this or that we're that or that we're this person or that we'll do this or that we won't do this and all this, you know. And a lot of times we go through life and we don't know who we are. We only know what our experiences have taught us that we are, but we really don't know who we are. And, you know, um, identity, identity was the thing that got us in trouble in the first place. That's what we really, really don't understand that identity got us in, in trouble in the first place in the, uh, in the garden of Eden, because, uh, let me, let me, let me find, find the, uh, actually the actual scripture that I'm looking for is, I want to say it's Genesis, Genesis, hold on one second, guys. Hold on one second. Well, anyway, you, I mean, I think you pretty much know what I'm trying to say here and what I'm trying to get at because um, in the Garden of Eden, and this happened two times in in the history of the Bible, in the Garden of Eden, the enemy came to Adam and Eve and he presented a question to them. And in that question, he he pretty much questioned their, uh, what you call it? Questioned their identity because beforehand they knew who they were. And he would question, he questioned that. And that put us in a bad situation, you know. And um, if we go on, if we go on and we see uh, how this played out, 
throughout the whole uh, New Testament, then we'll understand that us not knowing who we are is what will have us. And, and this is why this, this, um, this grace message is, is, is so important to me because it wasn't until, you know, it wasn't even until now that I could even ask this, answer this question of who I am. You see what I'm saying? I can answer this question today and I'm not going to answer it right now, but what I'm going to do is, is that I'm going to, you know, um, give you some, some points and to let you know that a lot of times we don't know who we are. We haven't the slightest idea who we are. The only person that knows us for sure is God. The enemy knows us by our behavior and the things that he's uh, set in front of us and we've taken the bait on. So he knows us from that point of view. But um, if we go to Exodus 3, 13 and 14, and we'll see that Moses, what Moses said, and what Moses said was, then said Moses to God, if I come to the people of Israel and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they ask, what is his name? What shall I say to them? And God, this is what God said to Moses. I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am sent me to you. Right? And that, that, I am is what you call like the ultimate state of self-sufficiency or self-existence, which means that it doesn't matter what's going on. I am who I am. And I, I mean, I'm just thinking that, uh, and I've been thinking and I've been talking to God about this thing. And, you know, I mean, to ask yourself, who are you? That's to ask yourself, who are you in relation to God? Right? And, you know, um, God's plans for us are not, are not based on circumstances or, you know, or anything of that nature. His promises is that we will, he will be always and constantly God, right? Which means that he will be right. He will be good. He will be, he will be God. You know, um, I was just, I was thinking about, uh, and Trick has passed away, but, you know, I've always contemplated this, uh, question of who are you and uh you know he just it seemed like he just used it to trick me out of doing 
doing stuff stupid, but it was a relevant, it's a relevant question. And I think it's a relevant question that everybody should ask themselves. You know what I mean? Um, uh, when I was a kid, um, when I was a kid, the first nickname I had was Peanut, right? And they called me that because I had a peanut head, you know. I, I still got a peanut head, but hey, whatever. Um, as I got older, um, people started calling me Poochie. And, you know, and Poochie, Poochie was, he was, the, he was a criminal. He was a hustler. He was, um, he was a jailbird. He was a thug. He was an addict. Um, and those are all titles or, you know, things that people gave me and some of them I gave to myself, but those things were not who I was and they're not who I am today. And so if we, if we had to define the word identity, it's the fact of being who or what a person or thing is. It's my opinion, and this is just my opinion, that um, a lot of walls that we run into in life um, or the mistakes that we make are the results of us not knowing who we really are. And there's no way, you know, with the and what I'm starting to understand is that there's really no way for us to know who we really are aside from having a connection to God because aside from having a connection to God we only know what people tell us and we only know what we have experienced in life and we identify ourselves or or we we yeah we identify ourselves with the things that we've been attached to in life and in essence we really don't don't know each other because i mean it's just like um you know i used to use drugs and while I was using drugs, yes, I was a drug addict. I was being, I was called a drug addict, but that's not who I was. I went to jail and I was called a jailbird, but that's not who I was. And so I can only say, you know, we would create, the thing is, is that we would, we would rather create an identity and live by that than to figure out who we really are. And that's a sad thing. And I'm saying that because I've done, you know, I've done that. Truth be told, we are in the state we are in now simply because Adam had an identity crisis. He had an identity crisis. And 
is Genesis 31. I knew I, you know, I knew I would figure it out. So let me read read Genesis 31 for you. Genesis 33 and 1. I'm sorry, 3 and 1. Genesis 3 and 1. And I'm just gonna read this real quick. And you everybody knows that Genesis 3 and 1 is like the fall of man. And it says, now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat of any tree of the garden? And this question would, uh, what this would actually do was it would question the question God's authority or it would question your identity in relation to God, right? And, you know, we already know what happened. You know, we didn't have a problem when we ate the fruit. We had a problem when Adam ate the fruit because the, the, the uh, command wasn't given to Eve. While we can try to try to um, blame Eve, the command wasn't given to her. Adam knew the command. And so it went past her and the responsibility fell on him. But because he could not stand up or lift up his identity, and use that in that situation, then, you know, he, he bypassed what he knew and listened to his wife instead of standing up in who he knew he was. Now, Jesus ran into the same situation, same situation in Matthew 4. The enemy kept saying, if he was the son of God, if you're the son of God, this. If you're the son of God, that. If you're the son of God, this. But the difference between Adam and Jesus was this. Jesus already knew who he was. So with all that being said, I can finally, you know, when, when in these past few months and God showing me everything that he's showing me, He's shown, he's shown me these things because I am in a constant, I'm constantly talking to him. I'm not, I don't, I mean, I don't just get up in the morning and pray and I pray all during the day. I pray in the morning. I pray when I'm, when I'm uh, on my way to work. I pray when I'm getting dressed. I pray when I'm at work. I pray when I'm at lunch. I pray all day. I pray when I get back in the evening and, and, and it's been a awesome, it's been an awesome thing these past few months because what had happened was, uh, I want to, years ago, I, just, I started, I, I got released from jail and I started going to church and after a while, 
I turned into a church goer. I was saved. That's all, and all that's where I'm fine. But being saved and not know who you really are, that will cause an identity crisis because you only know what you see or you only know what you see other people do. And that's what I have become. And in these past few weeks, we've been, you know, in church, we've been talking about, talking about, you know, knowing God, you know, and, you know, one of the scriptures that we use uh, have been, you know, focused on is that Jesus is full of grace and truth, you know, and, um, couple of, you know, if I can go to a couple of scriptures that said, first of all, in Exodus 3, 13 and 14, we read that God said, I am who I am, you know, and in Revelations 1, 8, he said, I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. Right. John 8, 58 says this. Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. And living this life it has come, it, it has come to my attention that um, grace is Jesus. Grace is a person. It's not, you know, and, and when I first heard about grace, it, it impacted me so much that I wanted to tell everybody. But it, it, it pushed me to another level of understanding. But grace is Jesus. And if I don't know Jesus, then I don't know grace. Because Jesus is grace. This is what we're learning right now. And if you are, if you're living this life and, you know, you like, you're in contact with Jesus only when you need something guess what? You don't know grace because you don't know Jesus. So Jesus said, God said, when they ask you who, who sent you, he said, tell them I am sent you. He said, I am who I am. And so here, and I and and it's taken twenty one years, and and that might be sad, but it's not sad to me. It's taken twenty one years for me to be able to answer this question: Who are you? Because you want to know who I am. 
and you want to know who we should be striving to be, I am who he is. My name is Dwayne. I am a man. I am a father. I am a husband. I am a friend. I am a brother. I am all these things. But at the end of the day, I am who he is. And that's the, I mean, and, and I think there's, I, I believe that there's really no other way to answer that question. Who are you? Are you who people say you are? Or are you who he says you are? I know I just, you know, what I just did was I caused a pause in your thinking. I know I did. But it caught it it caused a pause in my thinking because for twenty one years for twenty one years I, I got I walked into a church twenty one years ago because I had a dream that I should go to church and I walked into that church. And I got saved. And the years after that, the first five years was terrible. You'll hear me say that I, 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 a lot of days I sat in, in church high. But I kept coming. At some point, people start trying to, you know, you know, like treat me like I really didn't belong in the kingdom. But I stayed. A lot of people won't do that. A lot of people won't do that. They'll walk away. But I just knew that there was it was something in me that said you can't. You can't go anywhere. You got to bypass this. You got to forgive them. And you got to keep it moving. Because it's something for you to do. I don't know. I don't know. Where I will be. And this is being real. Painstakingly honest. I have the slightest idea. Where I would be. If. I had not. Walked into New Mount Carmel Baptist Church 21 years ago. I will probably be dead. I will probably be in jail with a, a rack of time. I just don't know. And all of the things that have happened in, in these 21 years, to some, it may have looked like uh, that I wasn't gonna, you know, I wasn't gonna make it. Even being saved, it might have looked like I wasn't gonna make it. But in talking to God in the in these past few 
months and weeks. It was my determination to stay that brought me to the point or to the where I am right now. And I am so thankful to him for that. So thankful. Because everything that the conclusion that I've come to, that I am who he is, it's not based on anything that, you know, anything that I do or do not do. It's not based on that. It was grace. It was his grace that covered me. It was his grace that pushed me. It was his grace that taught me. When I asked him the question, because I had come to, I had come to a point in my Christian life where I was, I was about to say, you know what? This is ridiculous. I'm not doing this. And when I asked him the question, how do I do this? Then I came, I came. I, I was confronted with the message of grace, and for real, I couldn't. When I when I heard it, I was like, "This can't be right. This can't be right." But I had to keep listening, and I went through, you know, I went through highs and lows and peaks and valleys. I went through all that stuff, and what I do know is that I'm not finished. I'm not finished. I'm thankful for this podcast. I'm thankful for everything that God has manifested in my life. And I'm thankful for what will be manifested in my life. 1 John 4, 17 says this. It says, herein is, is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, as he is, so are we. In this world and what I'm learning from you know uh, from my pastor right now it's not it's, it's really no it's really even no way that you can uh, take ownership of this scripture right here saying that he is as he is so are we in this earth with no relationship with him I think uh, not the last podcast, but the podcast before this, I think I, um, you know, I said that God showed me that, that, you know, that there was a difference in my relationship with him when I first came home and then the relationship that him and I had. While I was going to church and in ministry and all that kind of stuff, it was different. I fell off. Because what we got to understand is that we can never say that we found God because he wasn't ever lost. If there's, if the position has been moved, it's us that moved. It's not him. 
So, who are you? And if you can't say that I am who he is with confidence, then you got to check yourself. Because I had to check myself. Sounds like somebody's working in my house, around my house, so I'm going to have to cut this off because I don't want to, uh, you know, have any interference. And what we will do, we will see you on the next time in the Grace Cafe. I hope you got something out of this. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to the Grace Cafe. Join us next week for the Grace Cafe. God bless. I don't condemn, I don't